you're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. I'm so excited to share this week's episode with you. And I wanted to take the time to jump in and go behind the scenes with another floral designer and business owner. And I know in our industry, because it's so secretive, that one of the things that I've always found really helpful is to be able to have a glimpse, a taste, an idea of how other business owners navigate being a business owner. And I've always found it really useful to talk about some of the everyday challenges that we face as human beings, as creatives, as women, and as floral designers, and really get the inside scoop on how others actually run their business. And social media makes it so easy for us to think that everyone has their ish together. And I know for us as business owners, it's just really helpful to be able to counterbalance that with practical ins and outs. I am a human being running a business, dealing with all the ups and downs that everybody is dealing with, and really being able to learn from other people's aha moments, other people's insights, other people's shortcuts. We all know it's so helpful in so many ways. And so this week, I want to bring to you Monica from MJM Occasions. And if you want to connect with Monica, learn more about her business, all you got to do is jump on Instagram and look up MJM Occasions. And it is spelt exactly as it sounds. MJM Occasions, all one word, all lowercase. And I hope you enjoy this show. Yay. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So I would love to hear from you too, because your guys' business, particularly when I think about you as a collective. <laughs> sure. Give us a rundown on what your business is about and kind of a little bit of a backstory about who Monica is. Sure. So we are MJM Occasions. We offer floral design and videography. And this is a new business. Uh, I had a change of careers. I was in education for almost 20 years. And I grew up in my aunt's flower shop, helping her on the weekends and, you know, summers and such. And it was just a, a job to help a family member. And I was going to school to study education. So I always had flowers in the back of my mind. And so as I was teaching, I had summers off. So I'd help friends and family with flowers and I'd still help my aunt on Mother's Day and Valentine's Day. So it was always kind of floating back there in the back of my head. And COVID happened, uh, remote learning and teaching happened. My brain was fried. And I had always, again, just had it like tickling, like you love flowers. It relaxes you. You love it. You love it. So COVID happened. And then my grant was ending at the school I was working at. And it was just kind of like a perfect transition. If I'm not going to do it now, then when am I ever going to do it? So jumped in. It's been just over a year now. So this is our first year in business. Husband is an IT network administrator. He's been doing that for a million years also. So tech guy, he went to school for audio engineering, um, loves just 
being creative. So he kind of, during COVID, we picked up, you know, a lot of different hobbies and he started studying videography. And so we said, we both love weddings. Let's jump into the wedding business. You can do videography. I can do floral design. We'll start there and then we'll build. And we eventually want to get to like a one-stop shop. We'll see if that happens to offer multiple services so that our clients can just come to one person and they have everything for them. So, but this is where we're starting. So that's just a little background. Which is so amazing. And I think it's so fun to even see how so much of what you get to learn about like selling florals and selling floral designs. It's like, oh, just take out flowers and replace with videography. (laughs) Right. It's like, just find and replace on your Google sheet. (laughs) Right, exactly. Which is so amazing. So if we think back to, we rewind the clock, what feels like many, 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 many months ago. Where were you at in your like thought process that kind of led you to the idea of signing up to the boot camp? I wasn't looking for you, but you found me somehow. <laughs> the universe sent <laughs> you to me. Um, I thought I kind of was on the right track. Um, I knew nothing about running a business. Um, I knew floral design, but I thought I did at that time. I was like, there's so much more to learn. Um, there's always things yeah. to learn. But I had signed up at my local library for like a business mentoring program. Before that, I actually signed up for, it was like a five or six week course at the university that I was working at. Didn't get much from that. And so I started, you know, seeking a mentor, going to these free library workshops. And I still found myself just confused and overwhelmed. I just Mm -hmm. wasn't getting what I needed. I also was looking for a florist mentor, right? Someone I can freelance for and learn the ropes from them. Um, I was turned down by one who said, I really don't do that. I'm not comfortable showing my, all my secrets to some, you know, stranger. And I said, that's okay. I understand. She didn't say it in that way, but that's what I got from her. And that's okay. Um, So I said, okay, I'm going to, you know, no. When someone says no, it's just another opportunity to go somewhere else or to do something else. So I kind of kept looking and I was at the time, I didn't think I was going to go into floristry. So I kept looking for jobs in education because that's what my experience, my degree is. Okay, I'm going to keep. And so I would go on Indeed and just look for jobs. And every once in a while, I'd poke around and be like, is anyone looking for a florist or a freelancer? "Ah, No, you know, I can't. Not right now. I got to do education because I got to pay the bills. And so then I did find someone who was looking for a freelancer. I said, okay, let me, you know, I don't have that much experience and, you know, but I'm willing to help. So I was doing the library workshops. I jumped into this freelancing position with this florist and she's amazing. I'm still freelancing for her to this day, but I was still, I was asking questions and she was very transparent and very open, um, but I still wasn't getting my questions answered. So I'm, going to the workshops with the library. I'm freelancing here. I'm going on YouTube. I'm kind of just trying to look everywhere for everything. And I found you or you found me. And so I said, oh my gosh, this woman is speaking my language. She's so transparent. She's not shy to talk about money. I need to see more of her. And I like, I think I binge watched your, all your videos in like one weekend. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I kept, and I was hesitant at first because I was losing my job, kind of jumping into this new career. I didn't have a lot of money. And what the florist told me is, and I mentioned this to you, is she said, spend a lot on marketing. 
And she said, go to the knot, the knot.com. And that's kind of where I thought everybody kind of just went. And they recently increased their pricing. And I think it was like, she was paying $275 a month. And they increased it recently to about $450 or $460 a month. Yeah. And so I spoke to my husband and I said, well, I said, this is a big chunk of change. And I said, I don't know if I want to go that route. So I said, if I'm going to spend the money, I kind of like what this little bird Kathleen person is saying, and I'd rather do it more like a long-term education um, than just a quick fix and jumping into the knot. Um, And so then I went that route and I said, well, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to jump in. I threw you on a credit card and off we went. (laughs) Classic Monica style. It's all or nothing, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Stop thinking. Let's get to work. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when you think about the experience of signing up for the boot camp, what do you think the main kind of problems or opportunities that you wanted kind of answers to? I wanted templates and spreadsheets and I wanted my questions answered. Yeah. That's it. That's all I. Yeah. And I think particularly when I think about how the thing I love about your brain and the way that it works is like, tell me the things that I don't know and show me what it needs to look like. Right. And then like, as soon as it's in Monica's hands, it's just like, oh, and then I made it a hundred thousand times better. (laughs) Just go with it. Right. Because then that's the thing. It's just like that. And I hear that from so many people. It's like, I don't know what I don't know. Right. But also because we're visual creatures, can you show me what you're talking about? Exactly. It's like all of it. Yes. All of the above and permission to just copy and paste all of it. (laughs) Yes. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you think it was that actually just like got you to pull the trigger and put it on your credit card? Well, I love the videos. I love the transparency that you kind of showed in the YouTube videos. And then I did like the free kind of packet or something that you'd sent off. And so that was like a little sneak peek. And I said, okay, but I needed something from someone that I had not been getting. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a business mentor, but he didn't know flowers. He didn't know, you know, the service industry. He didn't know this. And so you know, I've said this before in the community, and this is a quote that I've seen around in the universe, but I was drowning in information, but starving for wisdom. And that's exactly how I felt. You know, my husband would always say, oh, well, just go on YouTube. You can find everything. I was like, yeah, but there's just too many and there's, there's too much. I want someone who's been there, who's done that and can just show me and then I can, you know, tweak it and do my own thing. But I need that wisdom from a florist from, yeah. Yeah. And the idea of like, lay it out for me step by step so that I know where I am, but I also know where I'm going. And then Mm -hmm. give me the kind of concrete tools to help me get there. Right. And where you kind of were a bit unique is just the whole mindset of making money. Yeah. And I was kind of encountering the starving artist kind of, you know, a lot. And I said, I don't think it has to be that way, you know, and I do want to make a profit. Um, I do want to, you know, make good money. Yeah. So that's kind of what made me pull the trigger is that you were speaking a bit differently than people that I had encountered. Yeah. And I noticed that probably more so now than I ever have in the past around the idea of, I at times feel like our experience has been the exception to the rule because like we didn't have a plan B and we didn't have a different income that we could rely on. So I didn't give myself the choice for it not to work. And that's 
very different to what you might hear other people talk about where it's like, it wasn't until I want to say August of 2020 that I first heard a florist say to me, well, you know, you don't go into floristry to make money. And I was speechless when she said that to me, because I was like, what? <laughs> that A, that wasn't our experience, but also B, that's not possible. <laughs> like right. you can't see all of these floral designers, whether you know them or not, but you see them on social media. It's like not every single one of them is doing this out of the goodness of their heart. And it's not to say that they're going after the money, but like they are the sole income in their household. So they're making it work. Mm-hmm. So it must be possible. And there's so many, I think, stories possibly within our industry, but then both, you know, within the culture that you grow up with, with the family that you grow up in, like the societies that we have around like the evilness and the greed around just having the desire to make money. Right. Right. And for me, it was the opposite. It's funny that you say that because I was a teacher for so many years and teachers don't go in it for the money. Yeah. So here I am thinking, okay, I'm just going to take a lateral step from a poor career to another poor career, but I still love flowers, you know, (laughs) but it was very refreshing to hear you speak the way that you did. And I said, okay, there is a way it doesn't have to be, you know, you're not going to make money and just get ready for another, you know, poor career. (laughs) Yeah. Like let's all travel down this path that has a slightly different outcome to it. Right. And if you want to come along, please come along because it is super fun. <laughs> yeah. And I too did not give myself, I, my grant ended, I left my nine to five. I left all my benefits, all my everything. I jumped onto my husband's insurance. And when you're working full-time, you're not as motivated, you're tired, you don't have the time and you, okay, well, let me, well, let me see, let me look into this over here, but I'm still getting my steady paycheck. So yeah. I kind of forced myself to, okay, the grant is ending. I'm going to do a little freelance here and there, but this is it. It's now or never. I have to do something. I don't have my pretty little benefits and I don't have my steady paycheck. And I just went full force. When I jumped in, I did the modules one after the other after. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I have to do it. This is it. (laughs) I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't working, you know? So it was like, I had nothing but time, nothing but time, determination, motivation, and drive. But it's interesting to know now that those really are the things that you need, like how determined and driven you are, and particularly for you is like such a direct reflection of what you've created in your business. Right. Like nobody came along and did any of this work for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, it's just like, you're the one who keeps coming back and keep diving into everything. And you're like, Oh, look at this. Oh, I could totally make it better. If I add this onto it. Oh, this is the way my brain thinks. Oh, this is helpful. Oh, okay. What can I do next time to make this even more helpful for you in the business? Right. Yeah, exactly. So from your perspective, what has been the most probably memorable aspect of being part of the community, part of the program? So I'm going to go back to what I said, why I signed up for the program, right? I thought I was going to get spreadsheets and my questions answered. And that's not what the program was when I jumped in. And I was like, whoa, this is not what I was expecting. (laughs) I mean, it was... Definitely the memorable moments um, are the modules and the coaching. I didn't really get how much of the mindset we would be working on. And that is huge. That is like key. You know, I started with the modules and that really, really set the foundation of how you think of money, your CEO mindset, who is your ideal client? Like you have to do that. I feel you have to do that first to kind of just you know, and then be able to do all the other things. Cause then 
you know, you can easily come into this and say, oh, look at this pretty thing. And oh, look at this shiny yeah. thing. And it, then it's another, you're kind of, you know, all over the place. But I refrained from, you know, I looked around here and there. But I said, nope, I'm going to do my modules and then I'll go from there. But yeah, so that was at the modules and then the coaching, just the mindset is what has been most memorable to me to work weekly with a life coach. And initially I told one of the life coaches this week, I said, you know what? I wasn't signing up regularly because I thought it was just, if I had questions about business, if it was just business related. And so when I heard in one of the other workshops, oh, well, just come, even if your business is doing well, or if you're doing great, just come on in. I said, oh, okay, maybe I'll ask her about this fight I had with my sister last week. And maybe she'll give me tips on, you know, mindset, like, just so I don't kill her. (laughs) And then it just started this whole thing. And I said, okay, now I'm excited to make my, you know, appointment every week because you are your business and your business is you. And yes, they're both separate, but your mindset translates into your business, which, yeah, I've felt so much more free. I've had like a, almost like a weight lift Mm -hmm. off of me. It's very refreshing now to understand my thoughts um, my circumstances and how they relate in my personal life and my business. And it is so helpful just to know that you can show up every week and not have to feel like you have to put on a show or have all the answers, right? Because you and I want to show up and have everything organized and sorted and we're here and this is happening and like, we'll tell ourselves that everything's fine, but just to be able to almost have a conversation right. with somebody else to really see what we're not even seeing. Right. And it's very refreshing. I was also telling one of the coaches, I said, I, sometimes it's lonely because, you know, I'm going through this growth, this mindset growth and this personal growth. And uh, my husband's my best friend. You know, I tell him almost everything. We talk over dinner. I'm like, well, you know, today in the, the, in the, the academy and this and that, and he tells me what he learned because he's doing modules about videography and business and things like that. But when I go out into the real world, quote unquote, right, I'm encountered with my mom and my sisters and, um, you know, the judgmental friends that I have and this and my other friend who said, oh, you shouldn't start a business. It's never going to work. And da, 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 you know, so it's like, hmm. So it's definitely refreshing to have that, you know, community and the coach to kind of talk to. Yeah, just a great support system. And that you then also have the tools to be able to show up and freelance in somebody else's business and not either have to carry the burden of anything that they say or don't say to you. Right. <laughs> or even all of that internal dialogue that we all have around like, oh, she does it this way. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. And what about this? And I should change this. And look at all like all of that kind of internal chatter that happens with all of us. It's like you now have the skills to show up in somebody else's flower business. Mm-hmm. And go, this is what I'm doing over here. And now I'm freelancing over here. What an amazing opportunity to, you know, help somebody else in their business, build my own community in this physical location and gleam, you know, at the end of the day, no floral designer has it all figured out. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And my mindset has definitely shifted going into when I first started freelancing for her, I was like, oh my gosh, she's been doing this for years. Who am I? I don't know anything. Uh, you know, I want to be respectful of her vision and her business, you know, tell me how you want it. I'll do it. But it was always, I don't know. I didn't feel confident in my designs or with her business. I don't know. It was just, but now I'm just like, okay, it's really not that big a deal. This is, I'm helping her and 
So I'm definitely showing up a little different in her business as well. So I have seen that improvement too. So fun. So what would you say then in your words has been one of your best results or like your own kind of personal transformation that you've seen this year? Definitely confidence. I'm a lot more confident, more of a bigger picture. You know, I'm taking a step back and not just being stuck in my head and just having these blinders on like the horses do and like, you know, in my head so much. So taking a step back, bigger picture, confident all around. Um, and more so in my pricing, mm. you know, I was, I had such a challenge with the pricing and who's going to pay this. Nobody's going to pay this. They're going to know I'm an imposter. They're going to know, you know, they haven't been doing this long. And so I, you know, had weddings that were maybe, you know, a thousand to $2,000. And for me, $2,000 was like, oh my gosh, that's a lot. And whoa. And, but this summer I had my first $8,000 wedding and it was like, oh my gosh, I can do this. Um, you know, I had set my menu. I did worked weeks on it and I had my, you know, pricing menu and I felt I was ready. And even though, you know, I was trembling and I felt the sweat and the heat in my body when I pushed that button, send, you know, the proposal to the client and like, she's going to laugh at me. What do you mean? $8,000. I mean, it was a lot. It was a big wedding. And she said, okay. And I was like, oh, I did it. It's that easy. She didn't laugh at me. She didn't this, she didn't that. You know, and then maybe three weeks later, I had another wedding that was just under 7,000. And this was my first, you know, real business year. So those two weddings really boosted my confidence. And I kind of thought, well, if I did it here and I did it again, I can totally keep doing this the same way. And like, yeah. So even now, as I mentioned in the slump that I'm in now, you know, I know that more is coming. So Mm -hmm. it's okay because. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and posting on Instagram and, you know, um, looking into, you know, the SEO and the Google um, analytics and things like that, tweaking my website. Yeah. And then it'll come. And this is really interesting. I want to like pause on that thought of, because you've said it so well, when you said, when it comes to pricing, we focus on, I'm an imposter. There's no way that they're going to pay that much money. Right. When it comes to pricing now, what do you think your predominant thought is now i know what i have to offer and i mean i don't know if this is the right way to do it but i had to be comfortable with that pricing in order to show that to my client because if i'm not comfortable with it and i need to understand so i've said this in the community too you know clients don't realize that they're buying a service right they're signing up for a service and basically you're hiring a floral team for a week And so if you kind of chop that up and say, oh, well, you're actually hiring three to four people for a week of work. And then the client's like, oh, I didn't realize that, you know, Tuesday is when my week starts. And then Wednesday, I do this Thursday, I have a whole weekly schedule. Saturday, I'm there, you know, early. And then I have to go back at the end of the night because we're still small and I don't have people to strike for me or pick up or do the breakdown. And then they're like, oh, okay. So it's not just flowers in a vase. And then you just drop it off. Um, so I'm okay with that now because I understand how much work and it's, you yeah. know, you're also, yeah, I mean, I know what they're getting for when they sign up for me. And, you know, I've had a few reviews this summer where they said, oh, she's very reliable and she's so professional and she gave recommendations, you know, right off the bat, which is, you know, the templates that you provided 
They love that. They're like, oh, well, you know, I can't, this is my budget and this is actually your wish list, but here I have these two solutions. And so a couple of brides have said, oh my gosh, like I, you provided solutions right away and you were so helpful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it's, yeah. and I'll say a couple of things because one, that's, you're absolutely right in terms of we have to do our own work to get confident about our pricing before our clients will say yes. Right. Because I remember going through that phase of, I knew I should be charging more. So I raised my prices, but I wasn't making more money because I would overspend at the market. (laughs) Sure. So the net result is the same, right? Because I was like, well, yes, I'm charging like $300 for the bouquet, but I'm going to put more stuff in it. So it looks to value not having done that work. Exactly. As you say, like, let's go through the process of selling ourselves on the value of what we're offering our clients and going, yeah, do you want us to basically be at your disposal? Basically from Tuesday till Sunday, this particular week of the year, (laughs) right? Not just a week, but that week. Exactly. And it is such a good perspective shift for both of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And so when it comes to really thinking about like the experience within the community, the coaching, the study vaults. If you were to put one thing at the top of the list, that's like your favorite feature, and maybe it's your favorite feature right now, what do you think it is? Um, I guess, yeah, jumping in the first one was the template study vault, right? So the templates and the spreadsheets and all of that, because that's where I was at that time, right? That's what I, I guess... That's how I jumped in. But now it is the coaching and the help with the mindset. Definitely. Yeah. Because and I know because it is very the minute you sign up to the academy and you realize like what's at your fingertips. It's big. Right. Because I was absolutely like you. Right. Like give me the Instagram templates because that's the problem that I need solved. Right. And part of it is realizing it's like, of course, like you have an all access pass. So anything I've ever created, you can have go out there, make it better, make it your own, tweak it changes as much as you like, because the experience is so fascinating to watch. It's like, well, here's all the templates. And then, the, then it's like, then you get beneath the surface of, I don't feel confident in being able to like quote this much for my clients or right. like where our own blind spots are. And we all have them in terms of our drive and ambition. It's like, we know what this could be, but can you help me get out of my own way? Because I don't necessarily feel like I have the belief in myself to make this happen. Right. It's almost like you were talking about going into the Flower Boss Academy. You know how in the Wizard of Oz where Dorothy is like in her black and white world (laughs) and she goes to the tornado. I felt like I was in that black and white world. And then I like landed in Oz and like there was color. And it was pretty and it was beautiful. It was fun. So I feel like the Academy is that. Like That's you don't realize. Metaphor. <laughs> it seriously right? is. Because I was like, oh no. Because now, yes, we are like the Tin Man and like all of the characters are there. Yeah. Except maybe the evil witch. Right, she, right. She's been left out. No, yeah. The, <laughs> just the, the color and the, yeah, you're in Oz and it's like nothing I've ever experienced before. And yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. Well, I'll also tell you too, because I you already know that I know that you're an overachieving A plus gold star student. <laughs> <laughs> That's just your DNA. This is the way that you operate. And I love it. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate it. I always appreciate 
the questions and the specificity and the feedback and what about this and what about that? Because I just know, like, I am a huge believer in giving everybody permission to ask all the questions all the time. And then very personally for me, it's like, I know that having people's brains who operate so differently is so helpful because it just shows me where the gaps are. Where are we missing something? Where are we not like, whether it's a template, a shortcut, a structure of something, it's so incredibly helpful. So I always appreciate it when you speak up and just be like, hey, even if it's just a question. And I was like, good one. (laughs) Great question. Yeah. And I know how you feel. The last school I was at, I was running a program with high school students and now I'm a student, you know, before I was the leader and the mentor and planning everything. And I would tell my students something till they were blue in the face. I was blue in the face. We were all blue in the face. And they didn't get it until I would contract an alum, you know, that would come back from a former student who was closer in their age or just a student. And they'll tell them something that I've been telling them for like months or years. And they'll say, oh, I didn't know that. And I'm like, I've been telling you. (laughs) But it's something about, you know, when you're in with that clique or the the community. So, you know, I try to, I don't know, help my fellow fairies or, you know, because I'm a student just like them and I want them to feel comfortable. But sometimes it's like that when it's coming from Kathleen or something like, oh, well, I, you know, I, I don't, I can't do that or, you know, but if another student says it, then it's like, oh, that's the truth. And it is so helpful. And I think that's one of the things I didn't appreciate for myself in like, when I think back to the hardest kind of season of our business, I didn't realize that so much of what was missing was that support network. That's Mm -hmm. almost, I certainly relied a lot on it. This is true. When you work with your husband, you work with your family. It's like, I relied a lot on like the household for support, but not recognizing that having a family, like just a network of people who do what you do in their own way and recognize that there are so many struggles that we all have as creatives and as florists and as entrepreneurs and as human beings, having that shared sense of community and somebody to, you know, lift you up when shit happens, (laughs) help you how to find the YouTube videos that you need to find to figure out how to do this stupid tech thing, or just to be like, Hey, here's how, what we tried in our business. This is what worked. This is what we changed next time. It's like, all of a sudden, I think that metaphor of being in awe is it's just like, all of a sudden you realize it's like, Oh, like it just felt like a, this giant black abyss. And it's like, you can start to see the pieces coming together. And it's like, even just one little piece of data, of like, Oh, okay. That's really helpful just to know. Right. I, slept so well that night that I signed up for the academy. I was like, oh, I can finally like Kathleen is going to help me through all of this. I just know it. And I wasn't sleeping well. I was overwhelmed. I was confused. I didn't know what I didn't know. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is too much. And I slept so well that night. And, you know, going back to what you were saying about the support, like our family does give us kind of moral support, right? They support. If I go to my husband and say, oh, I had a bad day or I'm not feeling well, oh, he'll give me a hug and a kiss. But, you know, he won't help me with like, what's the best mechanic to do this arch or, you know, my arch flew over, blew over and, you know, but to have that community where it's like, oh, that happened to me too. And, oh, that happened to me too. And, oh, you know, it's like, okay, what, I, they can relate. I can relate. So you do get the best of both worlds 
with that, you know, support and advice. Yeah. And it is so incredibly powerful. And I think I certainly underestimated the power of it before I understood the impact of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is so amazing. Okay. So anything else you feel like you wish you had said, wanted to say anything else you want to throw in? I don't think so. Just definitely that the one-on-one coaching is a life changing. It doesn't have to be about business. Um, And I love the community. I love the experience. And I'm so happy that I signed up. Yay. And I will tell you too, and I'll tell your brain that it's like, give yourself the biggest pat on the back. It's like the reason that you slept so well that night is because you did something about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah. You know, and I shared in the community during a workshop, I said, it wasn't until my husband's like, man, you're a beast. You've gotten this, you've done this. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I am. But we're not used to saying that. It's not like, don't talk highly of yourself because then you're conceited or you're this or you're that. But yeah, I've come a long way and I'm getting more comfortable with patting myself on the back. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's so fun. It's so fun. good. (laughs) Well, thank you for giving me your time. I really appreciate it. And Mm -hmm. please keep raising your hand and please keep asking all the questions. And you keep being awesome too. (laughs) Because you are quite the unicorn. Trying. Well, (laughs) I will say it's because I have those coaches. That is like one of the secret ingredients. I will say it is the secret ingredient. It's way easier to do this with people. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you for so much. Thank you for putting this together. Thank you for starting this. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for giving us what you wish you had back then. Yeah. Because we all need it. So thank you. Let's go. Okay. Amazing. Have a beautiful evening. Thank you again. And I'll talk to you very soon. Thank you. You too. Bye.